For once, I don't need the alarm. I've been up since six, an hour I rarely see in the a.m. Yesterday was wall to bleeping wall. I rode in the ambulance, almost getting arrested before the EMTs relented. I reached Peggy on the cell phone on the way to the hospital and told her, as gently as I could, that Les had been shot, but that he was okay, he was going to be fine. Something that I wasn't in the least sure of. As I looked down at Les, lying there, with two guys trying to keep him from bleeding out, his eyes blinking at me, but not definitely registering what was going on, I figured lying was my best strategy. What hospital? Peggy yelled three times before I could cut through the hysteria and tell her. VCU, the big one. She hung up in the middle of my baseless assurances. Neither my mother nor awesome dude, the guest who never left, has a car. They and Les usually depend on feet or buses or the occasional taxi, or if all else fails, me and my hard-ridden Honda, to get them where they need or want to go. I wondered how she was going to get to the hospital, but I was focused on Les. They separated him from me for a few minutes after they wheeled him in. Even in Richmond, shooting victims get the kind of prompt attention that the medical profession rarely affords us, and a small army of competent people whisked less away to try and save his life. By the time they let me come back, they had him sedated, which meant Les was more addled than usual. He's been slipping into some kind of dementia for the last three years, at least, and the combination of being shot in the shoulder by what seems to have been a high-powered rifle finding himself surrounded by a horde of strangers and being heavily medicated was making him a little wild. By the time I got to his bedside, he was trying to rip the damn tubes out and get vertical. I said his name four or five times before he finally looked at me, blinked twice, and said my name, repeating the same question he'd asked in Monroe Park. I didn't know any other way to say it. Somebody shot you. Who? I had to tell him I didn't know. No one saw anybody anywhere around him before he reportedly collapsed on the park bench like, well, like a man who had been shot. A student fifty yards away thought Les had had some kind of seizure, then called 911 when she got close enough to see the blood. You're going to be okay, though, I told him, continuing my policy of constructive lying. I persuaded the nurses not to strap him down, assuring them, this would only make his confusion and terror worse. They rolled him up to his private room as I followed. I was having flashbacks to the scary time last year when Andy, my daughter, spent several days up here after getting T-boned by a careless driver. There are few places I'd less rather be than a hospital. A doctor came in and asked me if I was a relative. I told him yes, which isn't much of a lie. Les Hacker has been more of a husband to Peggy than her three actual legal husbands were, and saying he's been more of a father than my asshole stepdads is damning him with very faint praise. I walked out in the hallway. Just because Les was addled and had lost a couple of quarts of blood didn't mean he was deaf. I asked the question everyone asks when someone they love is hanging by a thread. Is he going to be all right? Really means... Please, please save him. The doctor didn't jump right in with a hearty affirmative. He needs some time to recuperate. He's had a terrible shock to his system. We'll know more in a couple of days. I explained to him, as quickly as I could, that Les sometimes isn't hitting on all cylinders upstairs. Has he been seen by a specialist? No, I told him. 
We've been meaning to, but... Well, he said, looking a little impatient, we'll need to look into that, too. We have some medications we can give him. I figured the meds were going to be more to make less behave than to really help him, but I wasn't sure giving the good doctor medical advice was going to be in Lesser's best interests. The doc said he'd look in on him later. Don't worry, he said, in an almost human show of sympathy. He's in good hands. I'd barely gotten back in the room when I heard Peggy down the hall being loud. Less hacker, she said, using her outdoor voice. H-A-C-K-E-R. Am I going too fast for you? I retrieved her before they called security. Awesome dude was with her, looking almost as stoned as Peggy. At first I didn't recognize the other guy, and then realized it was Jerry Kennedy, Peggy's name.